What made me first suspect Joe was that he knew more than any innocent person should have known. I suspected Irene the moment I heard the fireman's testimony. It has the unimportant fact. I suspected, I suspected Elaine the postman after he testified. I suspected. I suspected. I suspected. Listen to radio's newest, most interesting and thrilling program, Suspicion. Somewhere in the drama about to be presented is a seemingly unimportant fact, a hidden clue that first casts suspicion on the ultimate culprit. Listen regularly to this thrilling series, test your powers of observation and deduction, and find the hidden clue. It may be a single line, a sound, perhaps a complete scene. All names and characters depicted in this story are fictitious. Any resemblance to persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. In By Order of Judge Colt, the story we presented last time, do you remember this scene? The sheriff and North are at the ranch house of a lazy tea. Shots have been fired at a prowler seen by North. As Cal Brandt and North re-enter the house, North said... Oh, I guess I'm kind of nervous. Good thing I happen to be looking at the... Say, what's this? Huh? This ball of paper behind the door. Say, it's for you, Cal. Cal Brandt, get out before it's too late. I guess it must have been slipped under the door when we wasn't looking. We didn't see it on account of it's being crumbled up like a kind of like a chicken egg. The ball of paper, ladies and gentlemen, was the hidden clue. It is impossible to slide a ball of paper the size of a chicken egg under a door. And now, the traitor. London, England. Late on the afternoon of May 10th, Clive Bristol of the Foreign Office reports to his superior, Undersecretary Homer Wallace, I'm inclined to agree, Bristol, that your plan to protect Prince Akbar is the only feasible one at the moment. Thank you, sir. You are hereby relieved from all regular duties. You will report to me at least every other day using code 7H. Aside from that, you're on your own. Very good, Mr. Wallace. And tell me, have you any idea where to look for these, these assassins? No, sir, I haven't. That's why I thought it wise to start looking before the Prince arrives in England. Possibly the people in the Limehouse district, or perhaps in Mayfair. Very well. Do whatever you think best. You have unlimited power, and the Foreign Office will back you up. The best of luck, Bristol. Two weeks later, on Rupert Street, in a small apartment that Clive Bristol had rented. I believe I'm on the right trail at last, sir. There are three men at the... Their names. I expect to learn that and a great deal more about them tonight, Mr. Wallace. Uh, Where do they meet? At the Far East Cafe. Hey, talk a little louder, Bristol. I say they meet at the Far East Cafe, sir. It's rather a filthy dive on a little... Get away from the phone! What are you... What are you... Oh. Oh. Hello? Hello, Bristol. I say Bristol. Uh, uh, Bristol, I say Bristol. Bristol. 
Chief Inspector Davis speaking. This is Homer Wallace of the Foreign Office, Davis. Yes, sir. Meet me at 409 Rupert Street. It's urgent. Very well, sir. But I'll wh- explain the situation to you later. Be at 409 Rupert Street as soon as possible. And come alone. Yes, sir. I'll leave at once. I'll tell you later. Let's go inside. We'll have to get the key of his apartment first. We don't have no vacancies today. Uh, just a moment, madam. I want the key of apartment three. Oh, number three, eh? How is the poor man? Does the doctor think he'll recover? Eh? Why, uh, he... Uh... Yes, the doctor thinks he'll pull through, of course. He hadn't been rushed to the hospital right uh, away. That's what I told my husband I did. Eddie, I says, Eddie's my husband. Eddie, I says, if the poor man's sick, the hospital's the only place for it. Too bad we didn't know about it sooner, ma'am. But it wasn't until his friend told us Oh, that I he... bet it was the little man what told you, mister. That big red-headed fellow with a scar on his chin. He ain't the kind to do no one a good turn. Well, here's the key, mister. Tell the poor man I do hope he gets well all right. Thanks. We'll tell him that. Good work, Davis. I didn't know what to say. I suppose number three is on this floor. They must have told her he was sick and being taken to a hospital. Right. Say, what's this all about? I'll tell you in a moment. Here we are. Ooh, looks as if a cyclone had been in here. Yes, evidently they wanted all the facts on Bristol. Clive Bristol? Yes, I thought you knew him. That's why I called you. Rather a long story, Davis, but briefly, we believe that an attempt will be made to assassinate Prince Akbar while he's here in England. I see. Perhaps you aren't quite aware of the present situation in India. The natives have been aroused almost to open revolt, and we believe that the leader of the disturbing faction is at present here in London. The assassination of the prince would be the finishing touch. It's more dangerous than that. Even an authentic story that the prince's life was in danger while in England would start an open revolt. I see. Two weeks ago today, Bristol undertook to search out the would-be assassins. When he was reporting to me on the phone a short while ago, I heard a man enter and knock him out. They took him away, eh? Pretending he was sick. Obviously. But I want you to handle this case alone, Davis. Certainly, if Scotland Yard is... If Scotland Yard is in on it, there are bound to be leaks of information. That would be disastrous. Mm, I see. I've arranged a temporary leave of absence for you. The entire foreign office will aid you and... Well, I'd rather work this entirely on my own, sir. As you wish, Davis. The woman who gave us the key also gave us a hint on whom to look for. A tall, red-haired man with a scar on his chin. That's not much, Just before Davis was attacked, he said something about three men who met at the Far East Cafe. The Far East Cafe, eh? Mm. I know that place. Quite a low dive on the other side of Limehouse. I'll change my clothes and visit the Far East Cafe tonight, Mr. Wallace. Perhaps our red-headed friend will be there. <laughs> waiter! I say, waiter. Well, I'll be there in half a second, Doctor. <laughs> what you have? Time as usual? I want to see the owner. So you want to see the owner, eh? Why? I need a couple of reliable men to do a job for me. What do you mean? You know what I mean. I don't know nothing, Governor. I don't know a blooming thing. Yes, I'd... come here. All oh, right. Wait a minute, Governor. <laughs> what do you want, mister? Well, I'm afraid the waiter misunderstood me, miss. What do you want? I own this joint. Sorry to have troubled you. I now thought... You thought wrong. Now you'd better get out, copper. Hmm? Got yard written all over your face. Move on. Since I bought this joint, criminals have gone elsewhere. See? Well, there's no need to act hard, miss. Call me Maisie. Don't like coppers hanging around here. Why, the atmosphere. May I see you alone for a minute? Why? Either I see you here or at the yard. Which is it? You can't arrest me. No? 
How about that gun in your pocket? Carrying concealed weapons is against All the... right. Wait in my office. I'll be right there in a few minutes. Well, I'll be waiting, and no funny stuff. Well, Davis, how did you make out last night? I believe we're on the right path, Mr. Wallace. I met the owner of the Far East Cafe, Maisie Benton. Rather a likable girl, despite her attempt to be tough. And do you think she's connected with this band of assassins? Possible. Of course, but quite unlikely, I think. I've investigated, and she's cleaned up the cafe to a great extent. It's no longer a gathering place for known criminals. No, but we're not dealing with known criminals, Davis. Perhaps not, but then again, we may be. Now, when I described the tall, red-haired man with a scar on his chin, she remembered having seen him near the cafe. She's going to find out for you? Right. Well, don't place too much faith in this woman, Davis. Hardly. She'll be under observation until the prince is safely out of England. Well, your job is to catch these assassins before Prince Akbar sets foot in England. I understand that, sir. Undoubtedly, Clive Bristol was close to the truth. If I can find where he's being held, we can probably break this case. You're positive this is the house, Maisie? Oh, quite, sir. Very well. I saw the red-headed man come out and go back several times today, both in the morning and afternoon. All right. You stay in the car. I'll be back in a minute. Right here, Mr. Davis. Bristol. Bristol. I'm drugged, but it's wearing off. Bristol. Bristol. Hands up, you. What? Next time I shoot a mite lower, my lad. Oh, so you carry a gun, do you? Put him up, sir. Uh, good work, Maisie. We'll take Bristol and this redhead. Oh, one side, sister. Shoot him, Maisie. You're shooting too high. Give me the gun. Now, miss. He's gone the other way. I'll follow him. Phone Homer Wallace at the foreign office. Have him sent for Bristol. Right here. Although this red-headed man got away, sir, Bristol will we be... We were too late, Davis. What's that? Maisie Benton phoned, and I sent a police-escorted ambulance there for him at once. But when it arrived, there was only the girl. Good Lord, you mean that she... She was unconscious, had been blackjacked. Where is she now? She refused treatment, so she was taken to her home. Taken home? Good heavens, Wallace, don't you realize that she'll... Uh, I'll call you later. Operator, give me Waverly 77198. Hello? Oh, hello, Maisie. Clark Davis, are you... Oh, I've been trying to get in touch with you, Mr. Davis. Well, what's the matter? My flat being watched. Just after the police brought me home, I happened to look out the front window. Two men on the other side of the... Well, stay where you are and don't let anyone in until I get there. I'll be there in a few minutes, but remember, don't see anyone. Who is it? It's me, Clark Davis, Maisie. Oh, uh, just a minute. I'm sorry to have gotten you into this mess, Maisie, but we'll Your give you... hands up, Inspector. And who are you? Gregory Haskins, the man responsible for the present difficult situation in India. And so you're the traitor who's engineering the assassination of Prince Akbar. That's so. The moment he's killed, all India will revolt against England. But the natives need a leader, and I am that leader. Maisie, call in Jerry and Albert. Right. You understand, Davis, what will be the result... <laughs> Drop that gun. Look back, my man. Are you all right, sir? We came as fast as we could, sir. Yes. Did you get the others, the red-headed man? Yes, sir. And I might add, Mr. Davis, that they were quite surprised to see so many Scotland Yard men at one time. You know, Constable, I'm inclined to agree with you. 
few days later, when Chief Inspector Davis, Homer Wallace, and Clive Bristol were discussing the case... The main difficulty was that Gregory Haskins had no police record. We knew absolutely nothing about the man. It's rather a long chance you took, Davis, going to Maisie Benton's apartment by yourself. Well, I knew that the men from the yard would do any minute. Oh, so yes, I... yes, we understand that, Inspector. But I thought you regarded Maisie Benton as quite innocent. I did for quite a while. Frankly, it wasn't until... Ladies he... and gentlemen, did you discover the hidden clue that caused Chief Inspector Davis to first suspect Maisie Benton of being a member of the would-be assassins of Prince Akbar? If you did, write into this station and tell us the hidden clue you found. And to check your powers of observation and deduction, listen for the correct hidden clue in this story the next time we present Suspicion. Suspicion.